Welcome back to another edition of the EDBC podcast. Eric Dobratz and Brian Coleman. We are not in the uh, audio booth normally at News 8. I'm at News 8. Brian's at home. The COVID-19 concerns. Brian, first of all, how's the family doing? How are you guys putting up with all this, uh, I don't know, scary times, I guess, is lack of a better, ter- better term? Um, all things considered, doing okay. So kids are uh, not getting too crazy, stir crazy. Everyone's making the best of it for the most part. So, yeah, I mean, can't complain yet. But there's breaking there's breaking news in the Coleman house. Tell me What's about that? this new puppy. Oh, yeah. So my wife decided that, and I sort of went along with it. I had so it, but this since we're all going to be stuck in the house for a while. This would be the time to break in a new puppy. Yes, to go along with the two with our current eighty pound grown up dog and two kids. So we did that Friday. We're taping this on a Sunday night, and yes. then it was, I don't even know the date anymore. March twenty second doesn't matter. Sunday night. So the puppy's been with us now for just over forty eight hours, and actually he's done pretty good. Minimal, not too many. He's about the size of my foot. Yep. Um, he's really tiny. Where's he sleeping? Minimal amounts of messes. Been good with the kids. Been good with the other dog. So far, so good. Where's he and sleeping? I'm, I'm passing most of the work off to my wife and kids. Where? I'm training the puppy. All right. Tell me where he's sleeping. He's sleeping out in the living room. He's got like a little boxed-in set. So I think uh, last night he was yelping, yelping. So the missus uh, and one of the kids stood out there, stood out there with him, and sort of like had a little camp out with him. So. Well, I slept comfortably in my own bed, uh, free of any uh, problems. I, 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 could, I, I, I can't be bothered. Is it like it's having a, much, Is it like having a newborn? Is it like having a newborn? Like the yipping? Are we going through all that? A little bit. It's nowhere. Near, a little bit. He's a little bit chewy. Name's Chester. He's chewing. So Chester. Calling him Chewy Chester. So uh, we named him, of course, after Chester B. Arthur, our former president, as well as fancy. In this house, actually, no. He was just he just came with that name, and the girls liked it, so we kept it. Did you? Yeah, na- he's okay. Did you name your first dog Larry? Yes. After who? Bird. Larry. Yes, after Larry Bird. So Larry and Chester, along with those two no, kids. You don't know your kids' names, but you know your dogs' no, names. No, I have no idea. I, I didn't name this after any athlete. Athlete when I was a kid, and like when I was in the eighties, my parents when I still lived at home. My parent, well, mostly my my mother, because my mother was cat's mother. They got a cat. Yep. She didn't know what to name it, so I suggested Mookie. So that cat was named after Mookie Wilson. So I have a history there. But I, this Chester just he just came with Chester and we kept him. So how you holding up with no sports? NFL free agency has been it, a nice little trickle for us, but how you holding up? It kind of it, it sucks. Now it's starting to really suck. Yeah. Um, I'm enjoying the creative ways they're trying to fill the time on the athletic channels like ESPN and whatnot. And it looks like the NFL channel is replaying the Super Bowl. And ESPN is replaying one of the WrestleManias. The Ocho is so, back. Have you watched the Ocho yet? What is the Ocho now? ESPN do, two is turned into ESPN the Ocho. They had like the elect uh, some sort of electrician games this morning. They had stone skipping, which I caught a few minutes of this morning with my son. You mean like the things where you throw the, the stone into the light <laughs> yes. lake or something? Yes, uh, throw the rock. Yes. Oh boy. Riveting, riveting material. Yeah, we got to get this. We got to get this situation taken care of. Big time. Uh, yeah. Hey, so you it's said probably not going to be soon, but well, yeah, I'm not. I'm not watching Stone Skipping. I'm not watching a rerun of WrestleMania. Well, WrestleMania 30 is says here, and I'm not watching Stone Skipping. So you didn't know I'm what the awesome. you didn't know what the date was earlier in the broadcast. Today's a very right. significant date in 
our state basketball history. Do you know what happened 30, 30 years ago today? Oh, 30 years ago today. Well, you, we've talked about this before, I think. So I'm going to guess, I believe that was like a second-round game, was that the uh, t- was, was today the uh, Tate-George shot game, Utah they, versus Clemson? Correct. Where wow. were, Do you remember where you were, what you were doing? Did you care? Yep. I was, uh, that was the year I'd have been a senior in high school, and I was watching with a buddy of mine. Uh, in our like, I think I think we were at my house. And we were watching the game. Yep. Yeah, I d- definitely remember that. I do remember that game. So I, t- the guy who was on the call for that is the great Bob Husler from WFAN. He was doing the broadcast. So I yep. interviewed him this afternoon to talk about that. And man, he's a he's a great guy. Great. T- I've gotten to know him o- over the last few years. But he said that the funny part was after the game, he makes that great call. He's driving right. home, and he says to my, himself, Jesus, did I go over the top? What, did I make a fool of myself? And he said he, he said he woke up the next morning to his clock radio, and he thought he was listening to WPLR. And when he turned mm-hmm. it on, they mm-hmm. happened to be playing his call, and people were calling in telling how much they enjoyed it. But it wasn't until then he wasn't sure if he was too over the top. I mean, this is 1990, so it's not like you're right. you're going to Twitter to get instant reaction or Facebook. He said... It was 1990, he, yeah, yeah, there was none of that. And he it's said... It's interesting th- that you say that, because I've read that before about... And I'm not going to go into yeah. some of the announcers I'm talking about, but I've re- heard that before about the reaction of announcers gotten who made calls like in a similar situation that turned out to be sort of famous. Al Michaels, I mean, do you calls. believe in miracles? I mean, think about that. Yeah. Yeah, he said, you know, if you heard Al Michaels talk about the 1980 Olympic hockey game when the you know, U.S. beat Russia, and he said a uh, great documentary on HBO is now almost 20 years old, he was saying that um, the, the thing that kept popping in, into his head was the word miraculous. Yep. And so miraculous turned into a question. Uh, Howie Rose, who did the – sorry, I'm going to sidetrack you, New York Rangers fan. Yep. Howie Rose, who had the famous Mato, Mato, Mato call. He Sounds just it like up. it. Thought he had messed. Thought he had messed it up. You probably know that story. Yep. So, the so idea that he called it. The idea that he called it correctly, because you had no idea the goal went in. I, I was actually just watching something about that last night, at work. Something popped up on Twitter about it. They were, uh, the, someone was showing the uh, the game against the Devils, and he, right. you know, when you look at the goal that Stefan Mateau comes around and and just kind of pushes it in. The idea sure, that he yeah. called that live was just tremendous, and that's how good he is. I remember watching that. Again, the other game I remember watching, and just I went through the roof as a Rangers fan, and I was going crazy, but I was on the edge of the seat sweating. But yeah, he just sort of did this little wrap around, and it's like it went in really slowly, and you're like, is that is that going in? It was bizarre, but great call by Howie. Didn't yep. mean to go off on a tangent, but yeah, great call. Interesting. Now I forget about Bob Wishes and Bob Wusler. Which one is Mister Met? Bob Husler on WFAN, Mr. Matt. Oh, that, that is well, who I talked to today. Bob, yes. And I always go out of my way to – we exchange texts. So, obviously, during the baseball season, the Mets have a tough loss. He'll hear from me and vice versa. If the Yankees have a tough loss, he's very funny. And um, now, now is, do you do the thing with him when the Mets have a terrible loss and then you immediately text me 11 seconds after the game ends with some, some smart-ass remarks and snide comments? Do you do the same thing? Similar. I usually wait okay. a little longer. And, uh, oh, oh, that's nice of you. Okay. <laughs> it's the best though is when he's uh, so Bob hates, the, and we're getting really sidetracked here. But funny story, Bob hates the Yankees with a passion, almost as much as Gary Cohen, the uh, Mets announcer on SNY. Right. Hates the Yankees. Gary Cohen, the Mets' longtime play-by-play guy. Yep. Yeah. So 
occasionally when Sweeney Murdy, the Yankee WFA and beat reporter who also hosts the postgame show, is on vacation, they make Bob do it from the studio at WFAN. And right. I will be listening, driving home from work some nights after a Yankee comeback win or something like that. And it is torture for him. So during a commercial break, I will text him and say, Bob, I'm really enjoying the broadcast of this Yankee win, but can you give it a little more oomph? And he gets so <laughs> irritated, but I can't help wow. myself. I tweak him. While he's on the air during the commercial break, I'm tweaking him. I can't help it. Hey, it's a, it's a job. There's worse ways to make a living. Hopefully there, they can get back doing that soon. So. There is. I, I agree 100%. All right, so let's talk sports real quick. Tom Brady, uh, it's a few days old now, but uh, he is now a member of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I never thought I'd say that on TV. Weird, and I know the NFL was getting some criticism in some circles now. Last week, the unofficial start to free agency started six days ago. It'll be one week tomorrow. Um, when everything in the world in our country was shutting down slowly but surely. Yeah. Um, but I kind of dug the fact that I, I I've been staying off Twitter because I just don't want to read everything about. I want to just keep you know keep positive attitude. Yep. But the one thing I kind of dug was that I was able to keep my little Twitter uh, NFL people that I follow and, and, and check in and see what was going on because I thought, well, it's a, at least there's a little bit of sports going on. I, so, I, I, don't, I, I know they were criticized, but I don't have any problem with the idea. that. Yeah, no, none at all. You're not having events. They didn't have press conferences. We mentioned that uh, I met, talked to you earlier, and we said, like, one of the teams that was super active was the Dolphins. They sound like 10 or 11 guys already this week. Including Byron Jones, did, the former UConn star. Yeah, I know. That was a tough one. Former Dallas Cowboy, uh, UConn guy, uh I like to refer to him because uh, I believe it to be true. He's the future senator from U.S. senator from Connecticut. Um, <laughs> so yeah, but they just sent out a, a big press release. No press conferences. No need to travel. Yep. So yeah, I think they, get, they were able to keep going on, a, keep going on at least for right now. But they'll obviously be impacted. Um, we'll see. I read today. Did you read? Am I correct that I read that the NFL draft, which is about a month and a, about five weeks away, yep, that is going to be held in a studio with no audience. Correct. Which, that's half the fun. The I mean, as a Jets fan, used to love. I mean, I can remember when they had it in New York City. It was a Radio City or wherever they had it. The Jets fans up in the uh, you know the upper deck just yelling down, screaming yeah. when the Jets would make bad pick after bad pick after bad pick. Part of the oh, charm it was of the draft. Tremendous. That was so much fun. Just so Jets like. It used to be like in the old. I don't know what it's called now. The old felt form sometimes. And yep. Yeah, the moving it around was supposed to be like I don't know if it's still going to be, but it was scheduled to be in Las Vegas this year. So it'll Vegas, be in a baby. studio. They got to do it. You can't fool around. You can't have a couple. I mean, last year was it Nashville, oh. I believe, and they had thousands of people in the downtown Nashville yeah, hanging did. around. Yeah, out in the streets, and yeah. uh, you know it's gonna be like the olden days where go back to the seventies and before that, where guys found out they were drafted because like they'd read it in the paper the next day or somebody would call them and say you were drafted in the fifth round by the Packers. Yep. So they can, it's it's something that can easily be done, and it's still the draft is still a TV event. It's it's and I I know you you're not as dorky as me when it comes to this stuff. I freaking love the draft, even though I don't know a lot of the college players like intimately. Well, that sounded weird. Like I'm not a huge like college football expert. Mm -hmm. I still love the draft. I think it's just fun. I think it's great television the way they do it. I agree. So they can still do it inside. Perfect. And and you know I got to tell you when they first I used to I used to growing up when the you know Chris Berman was doing it at noon on a Saturday I loved that, but I have Absolutely. to I have I, to admit kind of, I like how you, they've changed the format do you, I do. I'm sorry, go ahead. I like how they changed the format doing the Thursday night Friday night splitting it up a little bit making it a TV event. Really, I do like that. Okay, I'm kind of torn. I kind of did. I think the problem is I didn't like like it just 
they because they're doing just the first round on a Thursday night, it feels like they spread it out more. Like, okay, we only have 32 picks, so let's spread this out for four hours. But I get it. I get. I got used to it. But I'm like you, growing up, especially like in the 90s, especially like the 90s when my Cowboys were a pretty good team. Um, a Saturday afternoon, like a beautiful spring day out. Ha! I just sit in front of this TV for four hours. So I was a total dork. I still, I still think it's a great event. So hopefully they can. And Make what, that work if you're a sports fan. And I guess why I've changed my opinion a little bit is because a, what the hell else am I watching on a Thursday night? And b, uh, you're right. Uh, you, you know the old days of you know being 22 years old or 20 years old sitting on the couch in your dorm or your apartment for four hours with exactly. your buddies with a yep. 30 pack of Bush Light. Those days are behind me, uh, for the most oh, part. Bush Light, Mister Fancy. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. For the most part, those are behind me, but those days are, you know, yeah. I can dip in and out now, and, and I don't really care about the third and fourth round per se. If I know my, I can follow it on my phone while I'm outside raking the lawn. You can, you, know you can I mean? follow on your phone. So that's. A, and once you have a full time job and a wife and kids, it's harder to justify um, sitting there on a Saturday afternoon staring at guys telling other guys where they're going to play professional football. The family on does. Thursday night, the wife, you know, they don't, nobody cares. The family so does seem to get in the way a little bit more and more now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Damn it all. So the uh, other thing I want to run by you is I'm not a big NBA guy, which I think I've told mm-hmm. you I'm a Knicks fan, but uh, ESPN, was it last weekend, was running the, the – the, I, I never watched it. Was it For the Love of the Game? Is that, is that what it's called, the NBA? Yeah, for the love, I think it's called For the Love of Basketball. And I got to tell you, I was watching a little bit at work waiting to go on, and – I really enjoyed it, so I watched the Air Jordan one yesterday with my son because he wanted to know more about Michael Jordan. And then I haven't seen that one. We started, we turned it on today. I think it's a couple of parts. Maybe you saw, but the Celtic Laker one. Yes, that one I have seen. And just the old clips of you know the the Kurt Rambis foul getting taken down mm-hmm. to the ground, Kareem and Bird going at it. I mean, those were talk about bringing back the that your childhood, the 12, 13, 14 oh. year old days. It's just unbelievable. I, yeah, CBS on NBA Finals on CBS. Dick Brett Stockton, Brett looking live from the yep. oh, Great Western Forum. Uh, who is it? Dick Stockton and Tommy Heights didn't probably Tommy Heights probably stuck it down about. Five Marlboro Reds per quarter, and maybe a little bit of something else on the side. Yep, absolutely. It, it's even I the music. Think of that. We, 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 we're going to go back to Tom Brady because I got off that, and I haven't yeah. thought. Sorry, we're not a structure tonight. But yeah. you're not here to rank me in. This is the quarantine version where we go off the rails too much. That's right. But yeah, I the thing about I think about those those games now, and I sound like you know back in my day and yep. all this stuff when I say stuff like this, but like like. Today, like the Celtics won that game, that series in '84, seven in seven games, four games in three, and like I think it was Game Four, where McHale famous shot you can YouTube YouTube of McHale just clotheslines Kurt Rambis, yep. who's going up for an easy left, just crushes him, and the benches go off. I mean, Kevin McHale would have been suspended for the rest of the series. It would have screwed up the whole series, kind of like a few years ago when you had the uh, suspensions in the Golden State Cleveland series, which kind of like screwed up. I thought screwed up the, the series. Draymond like, Green. You take yep. a big. Yeah, you take it. You take one of the big players out, and you know, it's it, it just I don't. I hate it. I understand you have to protect people, but I, I'm sort of yeah. I'm, I'm being my old grouchy old man self. So like, it's the it's the playoffs. It's the finals. Let them play unless there's some blood, or maybe you see a bone. And there's a great soundbite with Bird about that McHale Rambus foul, where Bird says he thought he flopped. He didn't think it was that hard of a foul. <laughs> when, and he laughs. It's just a classic. I mean, Bird is just such a oh, he's such a funny looking human being, and you know, he, he is flopped. A, he's a, he's a, Looking, dude, that was looking. Those Celtics teams, great teams, but they weren't ugly teams. 
Yes. Yeah, Dennis bad Johnson. Oh. Bad, bad mustache. Dennis Johnson, yeah. Greg Kite, all those teams. Oh, my God. Greg Kite, yeah. Ken McHale with the bad hair. Robert Parrish getting weed delivered by FedEx to his house or whatever was happening back I in know. the day. That's back when that was sort of thing was frowned upon. Yes, yeah. exactly. And the Lakers are like the coolest team in the world. And I always thought those series were fixed. As a 13-year-old, 12-year-old watching those series, I never could understand how the Celtics would win at home by, you know, 15, and then the Lakers mm-hmm. would win at home by 15. I always thought they were always going to go seven no matter what just because it was the Lakers-Celtics. That's how it felt like to Esme, the young sports fan. No, I don't think the uh, – no, the NBA was never doing anything like that. They don't do anything like that. No, never. Freeze draft cards, oh. nothing like that. Balderdash, yeah, just be happy you got Patrick Ewing. Yeah, that's true. So, But I, I digress, um, but, but I'm watching a lot back. of that. Go ahead. T- tell me about Tom Brady. Yeah, I'm sorry. We did, we we got off on a tangent, but yeah, Brady. We I just I thought I don't know how you thought about this. I thought the longer it dragged out, and usually there's so many whispers like it'll get done. Brady's gonna disagree to a one year deal. He'll get a great signing bonus. They'll be fine. The more that didn't with New England, I'm talking about the more that didn't happen, and this dragged on. I just figured he was really leaving. Yeah, I wasn't like I would. Uh, well, I guess I should say I wouldn't have been shocked. I wouldn't have been shocked if he returned, but I didn't think he was going to. I just figured he was going to go to the, like um, California kid. I thought maybe he'd go to like the Los Angeles Chargers, who really need to sell tickets. Yeah. Or the and this still sounds weird to say the new Las Vegas Raiders, who are trying to build up some a fan base in Vegas. Not that I think they have a problem. The Buccaneers is just weird. Why does it's not why a is, why it's does, not a national team? You know, you're not going to like the Bears. No. Or the Giants, or the Packers, you know what I mean? Or the Cowboys. You're not going to a national team. And so it just seemed weird. What What is I mean, the problem? Buccaneers. What is the problem with uh, Derek Carr, by the way, with the Raiders? What's Gruden's problem with him? He's a good quarterback. Well, okay. Well, let's, to, to, use, to go a little inside baseball, and we always follow John Gruden for any point in his career. No, he knows he never likes his quarterback. Ever. He's always trying to replace the guy he has. Yep. Now, in fairness, he won. A, uh, a Super Bowl, his only Super Bowl with Brad Johnson. Yes, not like a famous quarterback, but then he replaced him. He always seems to be happy with the guy he has. So. Well, they went um, out and signed Marcus Mariota. That that'll be that'll help. Yeah, Marcus Mariota. That, that's going to be a big upgrade. Ugh. So it's a lot of weird stuff going on. Well, it's funny you mentioned about. I thought Brady, my dark horse team, was the the Bears. I thought he would have been a perfect fit there. Cold weather, See, outdoors. Sense. You know, he's been through all that, and I thought they needed someone with his leadership on that side of the ball. And especially in that division, I thought they could have really given the Packers a run for their money. A team, that's a team that seems to have a lot of talent. Yep. But they have just, they have like a glaring, like we can't even like, glaring need a quarterback to the point where they can't even like sort of like minimize the quarterback. And the pro- the problem is they have cheap ownership. The family doesn't want to pay anybody. That goes back, you know, to Alice you know, 70 years ago. They just don't want to pay anybody. Well, uh, that's why they've had uh, one, one Super, Super Bowl yep. in whatever the Super Bowl area is now. We're up to 52 Super Bowls. So. Which, yeah, that would have been a good I didn't think about Chicago. That would have been cool. And there's, Chicago's still looking for a quarterback. So they're going to end up with someone. It'd be interesting to see who they end up with. But well, speaking Tom Brady. Speaking but of before the, when he gets all excited about Tom Brady sort of energizing the Buccaneers, which he may do short term, he's still 43. Yep. And you know, father time gets everybody. Eventually, you're right. And speaking yeah. of the speaking of the Bears, by the way, did you see the '85 Bears 30 for 30? It was on today. This I've afternoon. seen it. Yes. I don't care how many times I watch it. It uh, those last 
10, 15 minutes about Buddy Ryan writing those guys a letter. Oh, my God. It's brutal to watch. Oh, yeah. It's brutal. Brutal. Yeah. No, it's entertaining. They had a lot of personalities on that team, obviously. Love that team. One of my favorite teams of all time. So. All right, so anything uh, you guys aren't watching because of the lack of sports? Has the Coleman family dialed into any? Uh, uh, your wife put something on Facebook about a movie the kids enjoyed. Which one was that? Yeah, um, we watched a movie last night. I forget what the name was. I think it was Spies in Disguise. Yep. Disney Plus. When Disney Plus came out a couple months ago, we were pretty. We were like we thought we we were pretty quick on on that. So my wife found a deal to get this, that, and the other thing. Like I said, it's pretty good, great. So yeah, there's a lot of Disney Plus in our house right now. So what you're telling me is we need to get sports back quick. Yeah, I mean, because it's like Saturday night movie night. Mm-hmm. Um, my my suggestions always get get shot down. Like, so, which is why last week we did not watch the Deer Hunter. And <laughs> Apocalypse week, now. Serpico is a non-starter. <laughs> uh, so. Cannonball Run, none of that fun Cannonball stuff. Cannonball Run, no, Jesus. no Dirty Harry, nope. Uh. So. I did show my son the Dirty Harry opening scene where the guy asks, uh, "Do you feel lucky, Clint Eastwood?" Oh, was he impressed? Oh, he was a little freaked out, but I kind of lost. That's actually supposed to be freaked out. Yeah, ten years old. Grow up, will you please? Come um, on, yeah. All right. So, final couple minutes here. We have a list of celebrity birthdays, and you emailed them to me, and you forgot most of them. So I'm going to take charge here. And yeah, throw yeah. Some I remember at you. that there's a lot of ones from like our day, yep. like when we were kids, that like they'd be like, "Wow, we're getting old." Well, this the, is a big "we're getting old" week. The first one is from everyone's day, basically. Uh, the great Carl Reiner, who I loved in Ocean's Eleven, by the way, turns ninety-eight. Yeah, that was the, that was the one Ocean's movie that I thought was really good. Carl Reiner, ninety-eight years old. Yeah, amazing, brilliant we, mind, yeah. brilliant. Uh, just. Um, you mentioned movies about a few weeks ago because we saw some one of the channels the the jerk was on. I hadn't seen that movie in like twenty years. Classic. I watched most of that. Carl, that was a Carl Reiner. Carl Reiner classic. Classic. I right did not there. know he uh, did that movie. Direct. I had no idea. He he directed it, and I believe he wrote a lot of it. He wrote a lot of it. Carl Reiner and Carl Gottlieb. Carl Gottlieb also wrote the screenplay or half the screenplay for Jaws. So he has a lot in his wheelhouse. So. You probably you probably couldn't make the jerk today. I don't think. Oh, you could have not make the jerk. Yeah, no, you have some issues with that. Yeah, I think so. We don't get into them, but I just don't think you can make that. All right, no, another... there's a lot of movies like that. Yep. Um, yeah, no, yeah. but great, good, good for Carl Reiner, '98, and he's still like 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 a like a, like a good '98, strong yeah. as an ox. All right, the other one, yeah. um, we have play a little music for you to get you in the mood for this one, but you'll recognize this tune anywhere. What show is that from, Brian? Who's the man? Oh, that's Barney Miller, man. That's a classic baseline, Mar- Barney Miller. 89 years young. Hal Linden, who starred as Barney Miller. Boy, back in the 70s and early 80s. Kemp. Back in the 70s and early 80s, we had like three TV channels. And there was that, whatever damn sitcom was on, that was what you watched. Your parents still get turned the TV off. So. You're watching that. Barney Miller, you're so. watching Barney Miller. You're watching MASH. You know, MASH, you're watching yeah. Even, even, even MASH, MASH stuck. You still watch it because there wasn't much on. Yep. Um... I don't know what the equivalent of Barney Miller would be now, where it was like a cop sitcom. There's that Brooklyn, uh, is it Brooklyn Nine Nine or something. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't, old. I don't watch any. I don't of it. know. I don't watch a lot of current TV. Yep. That's why we're talking about shows that debuted in 1975. But yeah, good for Hal Linden, '89. Right. Wow. Here's another one to note: the big movie star turned 65, Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis is 65. Yep, 65 years wow. old. 
diehard Bruce Willis, who didn't your boy Burt Reynolds turn down the role in Die Hard? Did I not hear that? I don't know that. I usually would know useless trivia like that. I yeah, don't know I'm that. I'm pretty sure he turned down that role. A lot of big names. I know Bruce did. Willis was like, that was, he wasn't, a, he had really hadn't been in any movies. It was on that terrible Moonlighting show that they did. So. This was like his first crack at a movie. Yep. And it was like, it was a huge, and off he went, Wow. The uh, on Netflix there's something called the movies that made us I believe it's yeah. called and uh, Die Hard is one of the four movies they profile tells the whole story about the making of that movie how they changed it around how they made it into more of a comedy once Bruce Willis proved he had a little comedy chops but yeah they they listed all the people who turned down the role for that movie I love it I, I always love the turn down roles the yes. turn down roles stuff is great who turned down Forrest Gump oh I was just reading about it the other day oh. I don't know was it oh, who? oh Bill but Murray Bill Murray Bill Murray turned down Forrest Gump yep turned it down well, never seen it but uh, turned it down yeah I've, yeah I've seen it once a long time ago can I just say yeah not my favorite movie in the world no, I don't get all the Bill Murray it. never saw it I've seen it a million times I thought it was great Thought it was a great. Oh, movie. okay. But Bill Murray, okay. they was asked, you know, you turned it down. Did you ever see it? And he said, No, I never saw it. No, he's not going to watch this. There's other things to do. Uh, Spike Lee, sixty-three. That seems about right. It seems like he's been around for a while. You said you watched the, uh, the Mars Blackman, the Air Jordan documentary yep. with the, during the Jordan years. Spike Lee had there was some Spike Lee stuff in that. Yep. Mars Blackman hanging on the rim, you know, I forget the catchphrase he had with Jordan, called him money or something, I don't, I don't remember. Be like Mike or just do it, I don't know, but yeah, yeah that, was, that was a big deal like 30 years ago. It made both, that was like, uh, that, whoever came up with that ad campaign made, made Nike and other people a lot of money. Yeah, and that Air Jordan documentary was great because they say Jordan wanted to go to Adidas, didn't he want to take a meeting with Nike? But his agent, David Falk, talked to his parents, and his parents made him get on the plane to go for the meeting with Nike. Yeah, crazy. How how life would be a little different for Nike right now if it wasn't for uh, Mr. and Mrs. Jordan. I know. All right, here's your last yeah. birth last birthday. The famous supermodel, Kathy yeah. Ireland, 57. Oh, 57. Yep. Wow. Yep, 57. Yeah, back in the day when we were growing up and you got the sports illustrated swimsuit issue, mm-hmm. kind of a big deal. Yes. We'll just leave it at that. Ran uh, you ran was, to the mailbox when the Sports Illustrated she was, was coming. Prominently displayed in many years. Yes, she was awesome. Who else from that era? I'm trying to think. Was uh, oh God, uh Paulina Porskova? I remember is big. Is that who? Who was she married uh, to? She, which we made it weird when she married Rick, Rick the late Rick Ocasek from the Cars. Was it her? That's was who it was. Yeah, Ella McPherson. Yeah, Ella McPherson. Thank you. That's who I was trying to think of. And then there was the one who was married to, and you might know this. You're also a Ranger fan. What was the name of the woman, the brunette, who was married to Ron Greshner? I have no great, idea. Former brunette, great Ron Greshner. Don't remember. Oh, okay. I'll remember. Carol, when, I'll remember. When we, oh, there you go. I was say, I remember there, when we there hang you out. Go. Well, I, I got to tell you something. If yeah. people are looking for a void at sports, the sports talk this week, mm. we are filling it with this podcast. Yeah. We are just hitting on all cylinders with our talk of Ron Greshner's ex-wife and Barney Miller stuff. <laughs> Anytime you work a Barney Miller theme into a show, you're doing something right. It's gold, Jerry. It's gold. Um, What else was I going to ask you about? So Puppy, COVID-19, family's well, everyone's well. Talked about Brady. Talked about how we miss baseball. We miss baseball. Opening week, again, we're taping this on Sunday night, the 22nd. Opening day was supposed to be this Thursday. Yep. The 26th, which is way too early, by the way. Way too early. It's a joke. It's going to hit this week. It hit. 
it this weekend with no, with no NCAA, no March Madness. Yep. Later this week's going to suck, too. But, again, I know there's much bigger things going on in the world. There is. And it's going to be like this for a while, so we got to get used to it, but it still kind of sucks we don't have our silly diversion. Well, listen, I think Mitchell. we did. I think we uh, managed to this technology well. Uh, how about you? Yes, I mean, we did. You, you sound pretty good on the phone. You don't sound uh, too far away. I think I might get used to this social distancing. I think I like the social distancing. There's sometimes there is some upswing to social distancing. Distancing, yeah. So we're not sitting in a hot box, you know, two feet no. away from each other, sweating afterwards. No, and then coming out of there with people staring at us, going, "What are you guys? What were you guys doing in there <laughs> for 45 true. minutes?" That's true. Much better. All right, that puts a wrap on the EDBC podcast, Eric Dobratz and Brian Coleman. Brian, always a pleasure, and let's hopefully do this together soon and not on the phone, but I, I still think it worked out pretty good. Yeah, absolutely, and we'll keep doing it as long as we need to do it, and hopefully we'll get it back to, uh, to you. We'll get back to togetherness in the not-too-distant future. I look forward to it. All right, stay safe, be well, tell the family you I said hello, well. enjoy the puppy, Chester which I still think we need to put some photos on the internet, the EDBC uh, Twitter feed, the website. Get us a couple of photos out there, please. We'll get it up there. I'll get on it. All right, stay safe. and uh, No photos of me, though, just the dog. No, no. no. Maybe your feet or something, the dog and yeah, the feet. Yeah, everybody, yeah, the folks love that. Brian, that'll do it for another edition of the EDBC podcast. Thanks. Say goodbye. See ya.